0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B. And I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us. And if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right. All right. Let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Myra Cardenas is here with us today. She is a minister and speaker whose greatest passion is to teach students, young adults, and women how to love God, themselves, and others well. Her mission is to use her influence to reach her generation all over the world. And if she's not out playing golf, she's traveling and spending time with family and friends. All right, Myra, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. Or tonight, rather. We're recording this at night, which I feel like, I, I feel like, I don't, I mean, people are going to listen to it whenever they're going to listen to it, but it almost feels cooler. I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> it gives me like start that recording. late night
1: vibe, you know? Yes. I like, mean, hang night out with, with us. Show.
0: Yes. We're like in the living room. We're just hanging out, girls night vibes. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, Let's pretend like we're in a girls night and we're mm-hmm. doing the little intro. Tell mm-hmm. us about who you are, what you do, all the things. Yeah. So I'm Myra Cardenas.
1: Um, I'm actually one of the student pastors at Community of Faith in Hockley or Cyprus, you know, kind of wherever your GPS takes you. Um, <laughs> but I've been a minister there uh, while well, I'm a minister there and I've been in ministry for about five to seven years now. Um, anything from kids' ministry to like being a Sunday school teacher to like pastoring to students and young adults, all of it. Um, I'm also a speaker, I do that, and recently I have become a TV personality, so there's just a lot of things going on in my life that you know (laughs) I'm blessed.
0: Yes, that is so fun, and I do want to expand a little bit on the TV personality thing (laughs) because it's like gonna be life-changing
1: yeah this this season
0: comes out so tell us tell us what you can about that Mm, or just about like what what you mean by tv personality
1: yes for sure so I decided randomly to um answer a dm in my instagram (laughs) um and in that dm they asked me if I wanted to basically be on a netflix tv dating show and I was like oh my gosh like Me? No, never. Um, But no, I ended up saying yes, probably like two months later. (laughs) And they were just like, (laughs) okay, like, we need you to hurry up with this process. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So yeah, I um, ended up basically saying yes to the show. And I um, probably like after I said yes, and did all my like, I guess, contract work, paperwork, all of that, I uh, flew out to California. Um, never seeing the show. So I was watching this show on the plane.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. That was me. Um, (laughs) and so I had a binge watch, you know, just a lot of the other seasons. And so this show is uh, basically a social experiment with 15 girls and 15 guys where we get to blindly date. (laughs) And so, um, (laughs) It it was interesting because I know the first day, um, it it was a first day of dating, I should say, which is like the third or fourth day of like us being in California. Um, I had some you know interesting conversations with some of the guys <laughs> where we got to the point sometimes too where I like looked at the camera and I was just like, please get me out of here. <laughs>
0: Oh my Hopefully, gosh. Of that is amazing. Respectfully, please get me out of here. <laughs> yes. Respectfully, SOS, SOS. Please, yes. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yeah, that's amazing.
1: it it was it's, it's it's exciting. Like I'm I learned so much from it though, like from myself and like just dating relationships and um getting to know like what my boundaries are and
0: who I really Ooh. am and what I want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was wondering, like, as you're talking, I'm like, I want to know how this changed or impacted your dating life, like outside of this experiment.
1: Mm. Yeah. Outside of the experiment, I would say like, I came back to Houston and I was just like, okay, like, how do I talk to guys now? Like <laughs> yeah. do I like go behind a wall and just like let's just yell at each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um but really like something that I learned on the show is like you only have like 10 days to like find your fiance and the person that you're going to marry.
0: Bye. And that so, is
1: insane. I know. And so I we had to take it very seriously where it got to the point where we had to be very vulnerable very quickly
0: um because
1: you're trying to find your person. And so I learned that I can actually say anything to the person that I'm wanting to um date or even like be in a relationship with. I think for me I always held back because I always low key always scared of being like judged for who I was. But it's just like mm. if they don't want you they can move on, right? Like yeah. there's obviously other things or other people that they can see. And so really just opening up and being able to be vulnerable with people and, um, be able to express your own boundaries, um, whether they align with theirs or not. And if they don't move on, like, (laughs) and so I learned a lot from that. Yeah.
0: I love that. I I mean, it really allows you to not waste your time. You're like fast Mm -hmm. tracking this process. Like, yeah. Okay. Are you cool with this? I'm cool with this. If not, all right, there's we're just moving along you know yeah <laughs> like and yeah. you're just saving probably so much time yeah than saving you stress. normally yeah. would yeah <laughs> then yeah. you normally would just playing nice and being like oh um I don't know maybe I should go on another date even though I know we're probably not compatible mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: that's exactly what it was um it's like we're not going like over the questions where it's like what's your favorite color it's like no yeah. like what is your childhood trauma? Do you have any, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> that's, that's the same? what is your trauma?
1: <laughs> yeah. What um, makes you cry? Like childhood. Like, what is it? Yeah. Um, and so like, we got that's down so to funny. like the nitty gritty, like on the first day, like, it was like, look, you're either going to be my person or you're not. And so it was a fast track, but it really allowed me to like, understand, like, okay, like, it's okay to be yourself. And it's also okay to be able to express who you really are. Because a lot of times we put on a facade as like humans in general to be liked, but here it's just like, be yourself and whether that person wants to like you or not, then, you know, keep going on date with them.
0: Yeah. 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 And you said, uh, you said (laughs) the word boundaries a few times in Mm -hmm. your explanation. And so far, and I'm just curious, like, how were you able to express your boundaries or have that conversation in this experiment, but also just in real life? Like how can someone who's listening apply that to their life and have the boundary kind of conversation in their dating life?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not easy, like talking about your boundaries. I think, um, being able to like, for me, I had to like write my boundaries down, like in a journal because they give us Mm -hmm. a journal, like at the very beginning of the experiment. It's just like, okay, like, this is what you want in a man. And this is like, what you truly like desire. And so like, my boundaries as well are like, this is what you will tolerate. And this is what you shouldn't tolerate, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, I had some conversation with some guys where like, all of a sudden, like, they were just like, cussing and like, saying whatever they want. And that's not my type of guy, you know, like, I'm sorry, but it's just like, that's my boundaries. And it's just like, um, as a pastor, I want someone to be able to be Um, really just firm in what they believe, but not just that, but be able to be an example to other men and uh, other generations to come. And so that's kind of like something that I looked for going on this show.
0: Yeah, that is so important. And I'm glad that you said that because it's, I mean, when you're thinking from your lens, what you just said about a pastor, like you want a good leader who will lead what you said was the generations to come. Like, I 100% agree with that. Not even just from a minister perspective, but when you're looking for the father of your kids, you know, Mm -hmm. like I read a quote today that was like, you're teaching um, someone how to be a human just by them watching you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true because I get caught up in things that I want to teach my daughter, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't just... Speak to her and teach her. I have to actually live this out. I have to actually show her. Like if I want her to be strong in prayer, I need to be strong in prayer. If I like she has to actually see these things. And yeah. So I think like what you're saying resonates in so many other areas, you know, in addition to mm-hmm. a, a leader in the church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. And I like that idea of writing down. Your boundaries and what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate, because I think what happens a lot, and and you can tell me if you've run into this too, is that when we don't write it down, we bend easier. We're mm-hmm. like, oh well, how much does that one really matter? Yes. What mm-hmm. <laughs> if we write it down? We're like, mm, like mm-hmm. it's like self-convicting oh, whenever you write
1: it down and you see that someone else do something that you don't like, and you're just like, mm, okay, that's kind of convicting. Like that gets me. Like, oh, okay maybe yes. I shouldn't tolerate that you know like yes. yeah and I don't know just I, I'm not going to you know lower my standards you know um just to be able to make someone happier to make someone just bare minimum lo- like me and it's just like I I'm not willing to do that
0: <laughs> quick question for you have you ever dated a boo-boo dude if you don't know what that is, don't worry. A boo-boo dude is someone who leaves you on red, leaves you on the back burner, or leaves you wondering where you stand with them as a manipulation tactic. These kind of relationships can be you know, anything from just unhealthy all the way to straight up abusive, and you need to get out. So how do you identify this? What does that look like? All of this information and more, especially including how to help a friend who might be in one of these relationships is in the book that I put out recently called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is found anywhere books are sold, Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, you know, all the places, all the things. I would love if you picked up the copy today and send me a message, tell me what you think about it. And remember, Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. But that is so, that's also rare. So how Mm -hmm. did you get to that point where you're now saying, I'm not willing to do that? How, how, how'd you get there?
1: So, um, I'm going to bring up one of the experiences or a a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but, um, one of the guys, um, he basically went through this whole experiment knowing that he had a girlfriend right back home in Houston and so I had to learn that kind of like the hard way. And so mm-hmm. because I learned it the hard way, like, um, I was take took, like, I was taken backstage and they were like, Hey, like this person has another girlfriend. Like, how are you going to handle this? Like, we can give you more airtime, which, you know, which would make you want to be dramatic. You would have to be dramatic or you can go home. And my love story didn't look like how I wanted it to look like, um, or what I like dreamed of it to look like. Um, but I'm not going to make myself put myself in a position where I know that I'm going to end up getting hurt in the end.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. That (laughs) it's true because it's just like, I'm not willing to, you know, go to someone or be with someone who already has someone like, that's not anything like, you know, anyone's love story wants to look like, to be honest. And so for me, I I knew I was like, you know what, I would rather go home and go back single than to be with someone who already has someone.
0: Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. Yeah. But that is so applicable to, you know, our day to day lives. Well, not mm-hmm. mine because I'm married, but <laughs> young adults and single day to day lives, because you know, that can happen where you find out that mm-hmm he he has someone on the back burner just yeah. in case you don't work out and that's not okay like yeah. period
1: yeah i think a lot of the times even students and young adults like my generation i guess i could say like someone in their 20s someone in their teens or whatever it is like um we have options because we are so scared of committing to one person and it not working out so we can mm-hmm. now go to someone else that would probably would work out but we have no idea Mm -hmm. and that's so sad to me because I'm just like I don't know options just don't necessarily give you a leeway or a pathway to commitment or to be able to be with one person you're like I'm gonna entertain all these other people on the side when you have that person who's wanting you and yeah. so yeah, I think nowadays like options are just it's so common. And um I've had to like find myself um uh, kind of be in situations where either I was an option or maybe even myself where I probably put someone as an option. And I have to stop myself from, you know, doing that to someone because the last thing I want to do is hurt someone's feelings who, you know, doesn't deserve that.
0: Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that is such a valuable lesson because it, like what you're saying, the options is so true. And mm-hmm. this fear of commitment, like of missing out on something better, mm-hmm. is toxic because, you know, the Lord is going to bless that a union that is God honoring, and you can't honor God with options. Yeah. Like you have to be committed to a person. And like, imagine going into a marriage and thinking, I don't know, just thinking like, oh, I have three other guys that I had been leading on just in case this didn't work out up until I got proposed to. Ew, yeah. like that's yeah. awful. And that's, a, mm-hmm. I also think that's reflection of a self-worth issue. Mm-hmm. Like, do you not feel like, I don't know that you, I guess I, I'm trying to think of like the right words, but What does the fear of commitment say about what's going on inside of you? Yeah. And where does that healing need to happen? So you're able to trust the Lord with your future and not have these backup plans.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, I think it's a a common thing. Like A lot of people are guilty of it and need to do that kind of self-evaluation.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And it's easy to like fall into um so many different things with the app you have dating apps, you have, you know, bars mm-hmm. you can go to, you have so many different places and even church as well. Like you can have options at church. Like, let's be real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and so it's just easy to fall into that. And I think it's really like self like evaluation that needs to happen within your heart, knowing that like once you are running towards your goal, which the end goal goal should be marriage. Um and you are pursuing Christ, that person's gonna come alongside of you and y'all can do life together, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's someone who's running the same race as you. And that's how I've always learned it, or that's how I've always been like taught as well. And so I I would say definitely that, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you've mentioned young adults a couple of times and youth and all of that. So I just would love to talk to you a little bit about working with that age group because that's my heart as well. Like I'm obsessed with young adults and high school students and college students in the least creepy way possible. I just love that they have so much impact on the world and potential and their future is just ahead of them, I guess. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much hope in that generation and or yeah. just the next generation in general and I would just love to hear like what your hope is for them and how you even like how your heart for them developed
1: mm, yeah um so for me um I've been with students and young adults for a pretty long time now and I got to the point where like I was like okay like how do I connect with this next generation like, How can I be able to speak to them um, knowing that everyone is in different stages of life? Like, if Mm -hmm. we're being honest, like, not everyone's going to be the same. And something that I've noticed that um, when I say the church, I mean people, like the people, we lack the transparency and the clarity um, because... A lot of us hate rejection and sometimes we hate when the numbers get low at church or wherever we're at, you know, Yeah. but I realized that the next generation um, likes the idea of things being genuine mm-hmm. and yeah, something I think that the next generation kind of needs more now more than ever. And this is something that like, I hold so like tight whenever I'm in ministry and I am in ministry, but it's something that like, this is what I want to constantly give. And it's constant grace is the first one. Um, Just grace for all of the moments um, that they feel less than um, the moments where they have to feel like they have to perform for perfection.
0: Um,
1: And sometimes, you know, their greatest failures that they learn are from defeat. And sometimes you need to kind of enjoy the defeat instead of worshiping your success, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's a message. (laughs)
1: That's that's the whole message. Yeah. but Enjoy the defeat. Yeah. I I don't know. Like sometimes like learning from lessons is just so much more like impactful and you can always reach like anyone else through like the lessons that you've learned.
0: Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, when you think about your life and just, or whenever I think about my life specifically, the hardest Things that I went through produced some of the most real, long lasting fruit, you know, the fruit that I'm able to share with other people and be like, Mm -hmm. yo, you need to skip this lesson. Uh, Here's a whole book on it. Like, yeah, here's something. uh, Please just miss Mm -hmm. this because I already went through and I can tell you what happens in the end. And especially Mm -hmm. in the dating world, I'm like, not much has Mm -hmm. changed. Let me tell you. (laughs)
1: That's so true. Like,
0: I know I haven't dated in seven years, but let me tell you, the, I had a college girl sitting in my living room the other day, and I was like, "You're telling me the exact same stories that I literally wrote in my book." So, ain't nothing, change. yeah. <laughs> ain't yeah,
1: nothing no, changed. Yeah, no. Even in the dating world, like it's uh, it's tough out there. Okay, like yeah, <laughs> um, I don't recommend, sure. but at the same time, I highly recommend.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, like. I think something as well that like people need like students, young adults, anyone is just active and tangible love. I think we don't talk about the time, like the love that sacrifices or like the love that like um, it hugs before it hollers, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot of like air quotes, like love thrown around as unearned trophies, as I call it. Um, and I call mm. it the unearned trophies because um it's the one where it's just like, oh, you know, Jesus tells me to love everyone. It's an unearned trophy. Like, no, like you're not supposed to love that way. And I think one reason why my students and my young adults have always like connected with me is because in a short amount of time that you know, whether I get to hang out with them or be with them, um, I've been able to walk through life with them. And I think that um Doing life with them could look totally different, whether that means just like, hey, I'm gonna send you a quick text or hey, I'm gonna send you a quick Snapchat, Mm. whatever it is, because my students love Snapchat. That is the thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um I'm the person who is like their biggest cheerleader cheerleader because um life isn't easy. Like we go through our everyday, like not always the best day. And Uh so just being someone's just um fan or even a cheerleader, like it's a love that is on display, but not necessarily on display for others to see um Mm. it's it's a relationship and just how we have a relationship with God whether it's and it's personal it's -hmm. the same way with others like we have a personal relationship with them and that's kind of how like I've always like uh really connected with young adults and students it's just like having that relationship and being able to be vulnerable not just with them but also with myself Um, and allowing them to be able to speak into me yeah that's always yeah
0: I do I I also found that a lot of my faith was impacted by my students because I would look at them and be like oh my gosh like either I need to be able to articulate something to them like Lord please help me with that or they taught me lessons all the time in leadership and Mm -hmm. walking out my faith in front of them, because, I mean, we were talking um, earlier about like how my daughter, it's my responsibility to teach her how to be a human. And she's going to learn that by watching me. And when I'm thinking about like living out my faith in front of her or in front of students or in front of anybody,
1: the -hmm. closer to the
0: cross, the more impacted they'll be the most common dating question i get is what do you think about apps and i want to tell you about my favorite dating app to refer people to it's called salt so it's free to use and unlike other christian dating apps it's made by christians for christians so you can go in knowing that you already have the most important thing in common your faith and values y'all i personally have not only met the team but i have two close friends who can really speak to the validity of this app And they say it takes some of the cringe out of those conversations. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And you can download Salt from App or Play Store. And after creating your profile, use code WILD for six weeks free premium. This is for U.S. and Canada only. And please DM me to let me know how you like it. Because admittedly, I'm overinvested in your dating lives. (laughs) And I I really do believe that this is a step forward in getting back to healthy dating. So y'all check Salt out and don't forget to use code WILD. And actually, now that I say that, I'm curious to know how you, how you, I guess what the impact is for you having students or young adults watch you walk out your faith, but now it's about to be on national television, if you will, like that your people will be watching you walk out your faith. So what is that? How does that impact you?
1: Yeah, um, for me, it it will say a lot about who I am and the things that I did on reality TV. And I'll just kind of give you some like examples on like kind of like who I was. Cause at first, like, you're really excited that you have like this opportunity. It's like once in a lifetime. But for me, I had moments where we would wake up and the girls would be like, okay, like um, I feel anxious. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, okay, like let's just pray. And so what, Instead of like me and that person praying, it's just like, no, like, let's do a prayer circle because I want everyone involved. And the thing is, like, you don't see a lot of prayer circles like in the industry, like the for sure. media industry, like you don't see that. And so for them to be like, uh, can the minister pray since I that's what I like entitled um, yeah. on there? Like, can the minister pray? Like, we just need your blessings. Like, we feel like, I don't know, we just need you right now. And it's just like, OK, I get that. And so there was this one point where, um, one of the girls on there, she's an atheist and she was just like, I don't know who y'all are talking to or like what y'all are talking about or like who y'all are going to pray to, but I just, um, I want to join because I feel like it's like, I have chills and I, and I just want to join you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, like, come on, join me. Like, (laughs) um, make room for her, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so little moments like those where it's just like, Hey, like, can I join in your prayer circle? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, do I close my eyes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just having her just being able to step in and be like, I want to be a part of like what's going on. Um, That like Huge. truly like impacted me just in general, just being on there. Um, yeah. And I had this other beautiful moment um, that I'm like praying to God that like it's shown if it's not, it's fine. Because like, I was there and I've witnessed it, but, um, one of the moments was, um, I was in an interview room. So we do our interviews. It's in a like very dark room. There is one light on you, just literally one light. And it's so bright. There's like 25 cameras surrounding your face, getting every single pore that you have. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, my producer was the one asking me questions and, um, he asked me a question. So we're kind of given questions beforehand. And one of the questions was like, why are you worthy of love? And even before I got on the show, I was like, I don't know. Like, how do I say this without sounding like I'm all that and a bag of chips? You know, yeah. like, you know, I'm great. You no, know, like I, I, how, why, why am I worthy of love? And so I got in there and that is, of course, the first question he asked. And I'm just like, kind of like shaking, like kind of like freaking out a little bit. And he looks at me and he's just like, like, Meyer, like, why do you think you're worthy of love? And then when he asked me again, I was like, I just got chills on my body. And, um, I said, um, you know what? I'm worthy of love because Jesus died on the cross for me and uh, to be able to love others the way he loved me through sacrificial love. And I know I'm worth it because the all perfect person said I was worth it through the cross. and like. It got so quiet, like everyone like he was like, Wow. And mm. all of a sudden, like I hear like sniffles in the back, and there's this guy, he's like, yes. and oh. I like turn and I look at him, and it's kind of hard, but like I look at him, he's like this really tall, like six seven, like he looks like a security guy, like muscular built, everything. And he goes, That was beautiful. I was like I didn't know what to say at first like I was just like I don't I don't remember what I said but I know that like in that moment like I know that's what I said like Jesus Christ he mm-hmm. died on the cross for sacrificial love like I remember those words and I really just allowed the spirit within me to speak because I knew that in my heart that the reason I was given this opportunity was because I needed to share the gospel in a place where like not is it only is it amazing and not only because my love story wasn't fulfilled there, but I was able to drop a seed in an industry that was a lot like the room where it was dark, but mm-hmm. where there's dark, there's always light. Yeah. And so, yeah,
0: that's, I love that. And some great moments. Yeah. I bet they will air that. I feel like that is something I hope they do. Oh my gosh. I hope they do. It was but I so feel like good. that's like, something that, yeah. Like, I don't know. I hope they do too. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. I, know. I can't wait to, to watch you. do If they don't air it, I'm
1: just going to ask them for like that footage. Cause I'm just like, I just need to, I just need it. That's it.
0: No kidding. Like that, that honestly would be so awesome to have mm-hmm. just for you to be like, yeah, that, that's how I feel. And it's, it was captured in one moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was great. It was the best. It was the reason why I knew I was there. Yeah. Um, and that was that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to fall in love here. God, you brought me here for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like that realization where I was just like, "Oh, I'm going to get heartbroken,
0: but that's okay." Yeah. yeah.
1: Because it it was one of the best experiences of my life, so.
0: And okay. the <laughs> impact that you made of mm-hmm. letting those people like you're talking about how it impacted you, but I'm hearing of the other people that it impacted through you, through the Lord putting you mm-hmm. in that position and for that I think that's one of the most amazing powerful eternal things that you might take with you but so will they which yeah. is really cool and who else whenever they this is released and people watch it you know I know that's great. it's great it's to think but I'm excited <laughs> yes I'm excited too I'm so excited for you and Maybe we can have you back on after it airs, and we can talk about all the Ooh, all the things. But <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> for now, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm um, so excited for you, and um, just can't wait to see what happens and how the Lord uses your faith in His, um, just you as a vessel. Thank you so so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.